being an ally is you are a member of the LGBT community because you choose to be, not because you actually fit one of those categories, bisexual orientation or gender orientation, but because you choose to love and support and affiliate with the people who do fall into those categories, like you guys. Yeah. Because you choose to love and support and affiliate with me. (laughs) Sucker. (laughs) What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Okay, here we are. We're in our basement. We're going to keep this one short because we have cake waiting for us upstairs. (laughs) Except the cake is not defrosted. Dang it. (laughs) So keeping it short isn't going to get you cake. Let's pretend it's an ice cream cake and just eat it frozen. Yeah. (laughs) Would we be able to cut it? I don't you, think so. I think we ask Courtney. Ask Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Courtney will know. She does cakes. She does. Is this one of her recipes or her? It is one of her recipes. It's one of the four you requested. I picked two out of the four. I love that you made me. Not only does my ex-wife make me a birthday cake, she makes me two. It was the last time you made me two cakes for my birthday. I make you cake all the time. For my birthday, I asked. <laughs> Usually my mom makes you a cake and I make you a cake. That is very true. What do you make Jessica on her birthday? I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. Got your back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you cleaned your bathroom? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> well, Steve. <laughs> it was about a month ago. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I was in the mood to make cakes, and then I wanted something for Penny and I to do before she left on a trip together. So we went for two cakes. We just went for it. Did you guys do this on my birthday or the day before? Both. <laughs> yeah. Friday. And we started the Friday. day after as well. No, Sweet. we started Friday and we finished Saturday. Didn't you have to do some well, things on, on Sunday? I don't know. It's, it's all, all blur. a blur. Well, I'm flattered that you spent three <laughs> oh. days making my birthday cakes. Oh, it was it was after dinner on Saturday that you had to finish up. So we went out to dinner to celebrate your dad's 500th squirrel oh that he so caught. So much has happened this week. Yeah. Yeah, you've missed out on a lot, Steve. <laughs> 500 squirrels. 500 squirrels. I'm not sure I understand why he catches them to begin with, but he does. 500 <laughs> times. Yeah. And then he relocates them to a local park. Yeah. yeah. And word gets around, you would think, that the squirrels should stay away from Craig's yard. But alas, nope. 499 more of them still showed up. Yeah. Maybe they like the adventure. He swears he sees less squirrels, though, than he used to. I don't believe him. I don't believe him either. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Don't believe you. <laughs> but now Matt catches squirrels and shoots them with BB guns. I don't not BB have guns, a BB Not BB gun. guns. Sorry. Um, blow guns. A blow gun, but now he's using a... Okay, let's clarify this as well, okay? With a blow gun, I only use... Thumpers. Yeah, I call them thumpers. He's so not he only gives them, them a concussion. <laughs> yeah. Or a goose egg. Yeah. Or a broken leg. No, I haven't broke any legs. You don't know that. <laughs> They've all ran away, so... Yeah. But that doesn't mean, I guess, that it's not Some broken. of them probably limped away. 
<laughs> Not that I've seen. And now he has a slingshot. That's what I was trying to come up with. So the, yeah, the blowgun and the slingshot were both given to me by Jessica's father. Craig. Yeah, yes. for Christmas. Yes. Yeah. My dad has five slingshots. <laughs> <laughs> this is a man who also can kill a fly from across the room with a rubber band. Yeah. Just like shooting a rubber band off his fingers. I've seen him shoot them out of the air before. <laughs> it's insane. He's basically Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I hang out with him so much. <laughs> you hoping it rubs off on you? Yeah, he's training me. That you get to be Mr. Miyagi? No, he's Mr. Miyagi. I'm Karate Kid. <laughs> oh, I I'm didn't Daniel. even know who Mr. Miyagi was until you said that. Really? <laughs> yes. Black Zone, Daniel Zone. Yeah. I mean, I've heard his name, but I didn't know he was. Well, you could from just Karate call me Kid. Daniel from now on. Daniel? Yeah. Daniel Son. Okay. I, mean, well, I thought it was Daniel Son. Or is he saying son? Like, son. Daniel Son. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Son. <laughs> now we need to watch Karate Kid again. I don't know that I've seen it in 30 years. All right. After this, Put that's him what in we're a body doing. Bag. We're going to eat cake and watch Karate Kid. I don't think so. <laughs> Fine. We had, we had a long day at work. Today. I did decide I need to rewatch Bridie of the Grand Canyon. It's the story of one valiant mule and his <laughs> uh, and his <laughs> and his determination to make it to safety through the Grand Canyon. <laughs> what? <laughs> I used to watch this all the time as a kid. Bridie of the Grand Canyon. It's, it's the story of a mule. <laughs> Who's like treated super bad by his owner, or I think he actually got kidnapped, mule cat, mule napped. I mean, and so he escapes. <laughs> he escapes, and he has to ascend out of the Grand Canyon to safety. Is that what you felt like this week? Yeah, when you I, did felt, the Grand I felt Canyon? like Bridie in the Grand Canyon this week. Yes. Is that what you thought about? Yeah, that's, can you spell? We talked you about spell this out for me. I don't Bridie. Yeah, no, I cannot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe phonetically spell it out, Bri. Okay. <laughs> like bright? Yeah. I'm going to see if I can find yes, this. Yes, please look up the facts of this. It was a book because I brought it up. Bridie and, of the Gang. And Rebecca, Rebecca had read the book. <laughs> Actually, I think this. she had just seen the book. Oh my God. Is there a synopsis? <laughs> no. But it is spelled like Bridie, as in bright with a Y. Bridie. B R I G H T Y. He was a very bright mule. <laughs> he made it safely. And then what did he do with his life? I don't know. I need to rewatch the show. Okay. Bridie of the Grand Canyon is a 1953 children's 53? novel wow. by Margaret Henry and a 1966 film of the same name based on the novel. They present a fictionalized account of a real-life burrow named Bridie. Un burro. Un burro who lived in the Grand Canyon of the Colorado River from about 1892 to 1922. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Is this a real story? Is this a true story? It just said it's based on a real <gasps> mule. Wow. But It's not, not a true a, story, it's a fictionalized but it's about account. a now, real mule. I'm super sad I didn't go sooner to see him when he was still around. You like were 1920. alive. <laughs> <laughs> 1922. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you learn something new yep. every single episode. Is that how but you this made came it up out because... of the last nine miles? Yes, I just thought of Bridie. I, I really, needed... I really channeled his energy. If Bridie could do it, I can do it. Needed to be liberated. Yes. But yeah, I did hike the Grand Canyon this weekend, rim to rim. 
Now, please explain what rim to rim means because <laughs> you start at one side and you end at the other. Okay. So then you, you have to shuttle it. Yeah. Three hour shuttle. Oh, that's a long shuttle. It's a longer hike. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess so. Don't worry about the freaking shuttle. That's a long shuttle. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's your response. <laughs> Yeah. How, wait, I didn't even know how long the hike is. I guess 24 miles. 24 miles. Seven, how long did it take you? Seven down. Seven, seven hours across, down? Seven hours down. No, I'm sorry. Miles. Oh. Seven miles down. What did I say? <laughs> it's 24 miles. It took us 11 hours. <laughs> seven miles down, seven across, 11 nine hours. up. Does that add up? Well, I seven plus seven plus nine. No, that does not add Okay, up. seven down, eight across, nine out. Something like that. Cool. Fact check. And I think it's 5,500 feet elevation change. Hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. This is impressive, no matter what. Yeah. Good job. The first 14 miles, I felt amazing. Like, super good. Just so loving it, feeling so energetic, eating it up, incredible scenery, just on, like, a major high. So, like, takes you an hour to get down, and then the rest... Two hours. hours to get down. And then we ran most of the seven miles along the river because it's along a creek that leads to the river. And then we hung out for an hour and a half at the Colorado River. That was amazing. We just like soaked. And it's water cold? Yeah, it was freezing. But it was blazing hot that day. So it felt amazing. And then we hiked out, and that was 105 degrees in direct sunlight up. 5,000 feet of switchbacks. That's crazy. Yeah, it was rough. Was the other side in um, the shade? Uh, yeah, most of the way down was in the shade, and it was also, we started at 6 in the morning, so. You should have gone the other way. No, the other way's worse. <laughs> <laughs> what we should have done was Matt hung out know anything. for another hour and a half at the river until the way out was in the shade, because literally as soon as I got to the top, 10 minutes later, I looked back, and the entire way out was in the shade. But I I wanted to do that. The rest of the group didn't want to hang around at the river for that long. They're like, no, let's just go and be done. So you but went and be done. We went and we be done. <laughs> I thought I was going to die for the last mile because I was cramping everywhere. Like in your armpit too? <laughs> uh, everywhere except there. <laughs> um, my legs were cramping everywhere. Sounds like fun. It was so fun. Would you? So here's the next question. Would you do it again? I would do it again, not the same way. I would do it again. I would run it. Like, I would actually train and condition and run the whole thing. So you didn't train for this last one? A little bit, but not necessarily. I did one, like, go so I, I mean, I've been running a bunch, just like regular running with this in mind. And I did like one legit 12-mile mountain run two, three weekends ago. And I had two more planned, but then I got super sick, so I couldn't do either of them that week. And yeah. Cool. But if I like legit trained and conditioned, I would love to go back and actually run it. I have a hard time running the downhill because it really just like beats me up. Yeah, it's hard on but your the flat. Hard, hard on your hips, huh, Jess? No. <laughs> Jessica once broke her hip running downhill. I fractured it. Fractured my hip running downhill. What's the difference she between didn't break, break it and fracture. fractured it? A break is when it like snaps all the way in half. Okay, you didn't break it clean through. You broke it part of the way through. Oh, sorry, it wasn't a compound fracture. It was just a little fracture. <laughs> Stress fracture. Yep, I did. 
Aren't you proud of me? No. But I, there are people who, there was someone that day, as I'm finishing, 11 hours rim to rim, this other guy comes out, you know, and I'm dying. I'm like, I literally laid in the first piece of shade I found at the top and just laid there for like a half an hour and didn't move. <laughs> but this guy comes up right behind me who had done rim to rim to rim, meaning he was back where he started. He had run all the way to the other side of the Grand Canyon and back. So he shuttled himself. In 10 hours. I feel like my brother would really love that. Yeah, it was something Zach would be capable of doing. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, keep it to yourself. We're trying to, we're trying to feel proud of ourselves. We're making it <laughs> half as far as you did in more time than you did. <laughs> it's impressive. Okay, and he's though. just like walking around, like looking all fine and refreshed. And I'm laying there in a, in a heap. That's anyway, okay. You did it. Yeah, it's all that matters. It was. It was a very cool experience. Did you say what the eleva- elevation gain was? I thought it was fifty five hundred. Am I wrong? I don't. Know. I don't know. Will you fact check, please? No. I need to know. We'll fact check it. Amanda, in a bit. Tyler, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Our official fact checkers. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Amanda and Tyler should meet. I think they would really get along. I think they would really get along. <laughs> yeah. They live. Fairly close-ish to each other when Tyler's out east. Oh, he's he's teaches in D.C., right? Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Well, I'm going to go ahead and read a, re- a review. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think this is one of our most recent reviews. It is our most recent review. <laughs> well, the title says, Love It! Exclamation point. And it's a five-star rating. Thank you. It says, Thank you for sharing all the stories. I love how real it is. I laugh with you and feel for you when you share the hard times, I feel like I know you guys personally and always think it would be fun to hang out. Thank you for being vulnerable. I truly feel you guys will change people's lives. It would be fun. It would be fun. We do it all the it time. It would be fun. Well, and the thing is, you can hang out with us because we are doing a live event. Thank when you for the rating and review. First of all, the live event is coming up on August 28th. And the price for that is discounted until the end of June. So you can go right now and pick up your tickets from husbandinlaw.com forward slash live. I think it's actually Husband in Law Podcast. Oh, great. <laughs> I don't remember. Fact check. <laughs> it's yeah. in the show Amanda. notes, people. It's in the show notes. So I'm going to make a confession. Oh. I've never gone to any show notes ever in my entire career of listening to podcasts. Mm. How do you get there? It's right here where you just okay, were. Don't talk to me okay, like so I'm. So how did you get to the show notes? So if you are like in what? Apple, <laughs> if you're in Apple and you see our show, it says. So I'm looking at last week's. It says summertime. It has a synopsis, and then it says details. You click the details, and the notes come up. And then it and says sometimes. Hey guys, it's me, Jessica. It doesn't show me all the notes, but yes, it they're there. And if it doesn't show all the notes, you can click on they're episode there, web page. Okay. And it will take you to everything for sure. Okay. Yeah, maybe See, we should create right a tutorial, uh, a video on how to do this. There you go. It'd be really helpful for me. <laughs> <laughs> you could have found he, the in show case he forgets if you'd wanted what to we look. talked about. Yeah, and is this only on No, it's Apple, on all of them. iTunes or no, is this should also be on, on all of them? You should be able to show, find okay. the show notes everywhere. Steve, what do you use to listen? Simplecast? Uh, Castbox. Or Castbox. And yeah. if you click on the episode, it shows you the show notes yeah. before you even hit play to start listening. So yeah. I always see them. Okay. I only ever so read yeah, the first The line. link is there. It's also in our bio on Instagram. 
If you're a part of our email list, you will get an email about it. But tickets are on sale, discounted price until the end of June, and then they go up. We hope to see you there. Come hang out with us. Be our bestie. Can't wait. <laughs> These guys are fading. They were like super hyper, and now they're fading. Well, we had our busiest day of the year at work today. I know. You guys were crazy. People weren't sure we were going to finish everything, but guess what? We Crushed freaking it. did. Yep. Good we freaking job. did. Did it. Bam. <laughs> as Matt likes to say. Boom. About my hair color. Bam. It's blue. <laughs> no, it's you not. say that Come about on. his hair color? What is it? Turquoise? Green. It's very light turquoise. It matches your shirt. It's about to get re-turquoised tonight, though. <laughs> All right. Steve's just glad he has a job now that he can color his hair. That's true. I do enjoy that. I don't think Matt I cares. probably could have when I was at the hotel. I mean, my boss wouldn't have said anything about it, but a Marriott inspector would have like probably docked points. Yeah, for, they would dock points for sure. General manager does not look professional. Okay, should we start talking about our actual topic today? Sure, if you want to. Jessica uh, brought a flyer. A flyer? Yeah, yeah what is your flyer? flyer? You? Not, I have no. What would you call them? They're information. I just printed off. A flyer. They're, they're informational sure. flyers. <laughs> this one does look like a flyer. Tell <laughs> us the info. What are we, well, what are we talking about? We're going to go over all of this today in, in our topic. So okay. we're talking today about being an ally because it is Pride Month and that is, we're talking all conversations. By the way, people are loving to pride, pride. loving our coloring book. Yeah. Anyone that's seen it that I've talked to is like super stoked about it. Did you see that message I sent yeah, you? Yeah, that's pretty cool. That somebody's little girl, they opened it up. She opened it up when they got it and she was reading through the definitions. The definitions of different LGBTQ, queer terms. Yeah, what all the, what we don't all have stand all for. of the definitions in there. Like we said before, we have some. She gets to one and she goes, hey, that's what I am. I'm that one and was all excited and then went and started coloring a book. And her dad was just like, thank you. My, for helping my daughter feel seen and feel normal. Do you know, um, my follow-up question was, how old is she? And did he already know that about her or no? She's never directly said that, because she's it was bisexual was the one she pointed to. And she's never directly said that she's bisexual, but she's told that them- That we know of. That we, no, she said that they she's had crushes on girls. How old yeah, is she? Yeah, that we know of. She's uh, around nine or 10. Hmm. I don't know, somewhere around there. So, yeah. Well, I love that it facilitated yeah. a way for a, a comfortable to her dad. Yeah. yeah. To feel comfortable coming out to her dad. No big deal. It. Right. No big thing. And that's the and whole props point. to him for seeing it as a positive positive thing in he and his daughter's life. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea is to just educate our children. And if they are experiencing some of these feelings, they feel safe to express that. And to show support and love. So you I mean, can pick up a coloring book if you this want. This is the kind of thing I would have loved to have had in Penny's stack of coloring books back in the day. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, she has one now. <laughs> when I first started coming out to her, I searched for books that had LGBT families in them specifically. Yeah. And I just put them on her bookshelf so that eventually she would pick that book and we'd read it at bedtime. And it would start, start to become normal. normal for her to be exposed to LGBT families. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the idea... 100%. And we are going to, we're hoping to come out with some more coloring books that have, that are family specific. So different types of families. I like, highly recommend Uncle Steve's Wedding. 
<laughs> that was one of the books I got for it. That's funny. It was cute. It was just about a kid who was going to his uncle's wedding, and I just talked through the wedding day, and then we took a bunch of pictures, and then whatever. I don't yeah. Know. It was cute. Cool. Awesome. So today, and this, we actually had somebody that sent us a bunch of questions about being an ally, and so I was going to read those, and we're going to try to answer some of these today. So, so I'll, I'll say the first time I ever heard of being an ally was the first time I ever went to Pride. Okay. With with you, Steve. Mm-hmm. What was that? Two years ago? That was about two, two years ago. I think so. Years ago. It was right when we started recording because our episode five was all about that. Yeah. So um, two years ago. And that's the first time I'd ever heard the term or slogan of be an ally. So what does it mean? I hadn't. Well, and that's what I I'm, I guess I'm getting at is to me at that time when I when I saw that down at Pride Festival downtown Boise, I was like, okay, okay, we all need allies. We all need allies in our life to be supportive, to be there during the hard times, be there during the good times. And like thinking about that while I was there, I was like, okay, who are, when I see the word ally, I think of like countries, like who are our countries here in the United States, who are our allies Mm -hmm. and then break it down, break it down. And then I started thinking about myself, like who is my ally? Who is, who are my allies in my life currently? Anyways, that's my, my, I don't know like the exact definition of an ally. Is it in our our coloring book? No, uh, actually I think it might be. Okay, it's on Jessica's flyer, so let's hear it. on my flyer. I'm glad you came prepared with a flyer. (laughs) And not our coloring book. (laughs) I'm talking specifically (laughs) about allies. (laughs) All right, let's hear it. An ally is someone who has privilege but chooses to stand for and with marginalized communities by taking tangible ongoing actions to dismantle systems of oppression. Okay. So in this specific case, we are talking about, yeah, somebody who has privilege. So Matt and I are allies, obviously. What my understanding or my view of being an ally is you are a member of the LGBT community because you choose to be, not because you actually fit one of those categories, yeah. bisexual orientation or gender orientation, but because you choose to love and support and affiliate with the people who do fall into those categories. Yes. Like you guys. Yeah. Because you choose to love and support and affiliate with me. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> and so, Matt, when you were talking about identifying some of your allies, because we do all need allies, but yours are sometimes easier to find probably or to recognize because they've made it known. Yeah. And so that's the thing is like making it known that you're an ally so that people know that you're a safe place. Right. That you are somebody that they can trust and feel supported by. So some of the questions that people asked were, what could being an ally look like in everyday life? Is a straight cis person, if a straight or cis person wants to be an ally during Pride Week, how should they act at festivals slash parades slash marches, etc.? How could a straight or cis ally show up on social media better? So those were some of the those are good questions. questions we got. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they're honestly questions I've thought about a lot because I I want to be an ally, but I also don't want to silence the voice of the queer community. I don't want to be somebody that's so you don't want to overdo so much. it. Yeah, I don't want to overdo it, but I also want people to know that I am here to show love and support. So it's pretty simple, in my opinion, at least, to make it known that you're an ally. 
Jessica, you're always wearing all the rainbow stuff. <laughs> and granted, that's rainbow partially can my be, personality. Right. I was going to say, gra- rainbow can also be plenty of other things, but yeah. in many circumstances, it very much represents your support of the LGBT community. But rainbow is not my personality. But you look so cute in rainbow <laughs> converse. <laughs> They're vans. Vans. <laughs> you're right, vans. That's um, what Penny has. <laughs> But, but they're not. I mean, they're, okay. They well, are. that's that's one way. Uh, share a post of something that is supportive of the LGBT community. Uh, share a post about pride. And that's I what I know. think is like following people on Instagram that, or social media in general that don't that aren't the same as you. Uh, and then and like you're saying, show their posts, like make their right. voices heard. Even um, if you feel like you don't have a big Instagram following or a big social media following, you still make a difference by sharing them. I can think of so many times there are so many people that that was my indicator that they are an ally is they shared something that they would only have shared if they are supportive of me and my community. One of the things that I personally like right now and that I've been meaning to get are like a, a rainbow pin that you can put on like a church bag. Because they're like mm. at church, that's a lo- a place that many people feel uncomfortable or like they don't have allies. And so just putting a pin on your bag or somewhere so that people see that and they're like, oh, like that's a direct sign for a lot of people that you're an ally. I'm thinking of my trying to I'm thinking back on my experiences going to church since I've been out of the church and since I've been out, yeah. <laughs> out and out. <laughs> and there have been several people at church who have made it very clear to me that they're allies simply because they made such a direct effort to welcome me to church mm-hmm. and get to know me and introduce themselves. Who? Okay, okay so I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, okay. you do. <laughs> and and here's here's my thing is that, and I'm I'm going to be really vulnerable here, Steve, because okay. they talk to you uh-huh. more than they've ever talked to me. Well, they're my alley, but they're not yours. <laughs> right? You, you guys have you, you guys have told me this. You You've, you say this in a snarky way. But I truly like, I'm like, okay, what did I do to them to not want them to talk to me? I was surprised to hear that when at some point I brought it up over dinner Mm -hmm. or something a while ago and how friendly this person always is to me and how much I appreciate it. And I always, I love how far she goes out of her way to make sure I feel welcomed Uh and reward when I go with Penny for stuff. And, And you guys were like, that's so weird because she's very unfriendly. I'm not unfriendly. I don't use those terms, but you said... She never has really spoken to us much or makes any effort yeah. to. And I, I and I think sometimes we just assume people know that they're supported. And so they go out of their way to make people who they think might not feel supported feel he, supported. And that's where, yeah. Right. And I'm glad you brought that up. Because, again, I'm not offended at all by it. It's just really, it's interesting to me. It is. It's interesting to me, too. But I, I think it makes that much more of a point that she yeah. she very much is doing it because she wants to make it clear that she is an ally. And she, she wants knows, to make sure that you feel supported and she, loved yes. in that place. She knows that I am someone who walking into that room am going to be very out of my comfort zone. And yes. she wants to make sure that she is making it clear that at least someone there now is bringing, glad that I am. Now bringing that up, I I truly enjoy this this person and this individual. And I think they're uh, they have a great heart, and I think that you know they're yeah. doing the right thing. Yeah, she probably has never had any reason to think I need to make sure Matt feels welcome here today because Matt probably yeah. doesn't feel welcome here today, and I need to make sure he does. She's probably never right. had a reason to think that. So I guess why I'm bringing that up is to kind of clear the air of 
if if anybody's going through that and sees that happen in wherever they're at and in a circumstance, like drop the jealousy because yeah. because we could easily feel that of that jealousy of oh I I wish I had that that attention from that individual, but I, I guess I won't get it. And just understand that that what they're trying to do is show this this individual who is in a could be in a very vulnerable circumstance at a church mm-hmm. a, among a congregation that may not be as accepting as as we should be. Right. Yeah. And I can think of three other people who have very much like stepped out of their way to make it clear that they were an ally for me. Tammy, years and years ago, the first time I came to church after moving back to Boise. Mm. Uh, Nikki, same thing. Wasn't necessarily church, but it was like just when I came back to visit. Yeah. And and Laura, uh-huh. all people that made it very clear to me, like made an effort to make it known that they are an ally and they support me. And yeah, in those circumstances. Which is awesome. It's very yep. awesome. And the kind of, I mean, pride is to celebrate. Um, the month celebrates the actual, you know, I want to say revolution. But <laughs> when there was the whole rioting and all that to get mm-hmm. rights for gays, and that's still an ongoing battle, but it is to create awareness and to make this so that you feel welcomed and supported. Mm-hmm. Matt, your okay. sister and both your parents, mm-hmm. I feel like I can think back to like a specific time or instance where I felt like their efforts made it clear that they are an ally of, and it was here in your home. It was a scenario yeah. we were all together and I did feel a little out of my comfort zone of, I don't know how Matt's family feels about me. I am the guy who cheated on his wife and, you know, I'll, I'll, just so many things that I, the scenario where I probably could have and would have interpreted their silence as disapproval or lack of support yeah, because of my own projection, but they made it very clear by what they said and did that You're they welcome. supported me being here in whatever that family event was yep. and that they were allies. And I appreciate them for that. Okay. So some more tips of actionable steps to be an ally. One of the things I really liked was it says to research. So before you jump to action in any social justice movement, you need to know the history. So understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And don't, one of the things they said is don't just go to your queer friends and ask them to give you all the answers. Like you should go do the research on your own unless you already have that type of relationship with your friend where you have been inquisitive and close to them, but don't reach out to a friend that you're not talking to a whole bunch and say, hey, I I want all these answers to these questions. Do your research on your own. And I thought that was really good advice, that that's something you should do. So do that. Any thoughts on that? Because like I was thinking, Steve, if I were to come to you for all the answers, you'd be like, I don't know. I know you know a lot (laughs) of things, right? But you even admit that on the podcast a lot of times that well, I don't know all the answers to these things. And you right. don't have and it, to. And Just always, because you're queer doesn't mean you have to know all the answers. And it always does make me nervous when I ever feel like I'm speaking on behalf of the queer community. Yeah. I'm always just like, uh, what if I get this wrong? Yeah. yeah. So go do your research, find out why you're doing things and don't just act because everybody else is doing it. Know why you're doing it. 
Um, One of the other things is don't practice performative allyship, which I thought was super interesting, which is is along the same lines. Yeah. Keep going. Tell us. No, go. Wait, let's you go first. What does that mean? (laughs) First of all. So ask yourself, are you posting this because it's an intention of being a true ally or is it because it's making you look good? So are you doing Mm -hmm. this just to get credit and be like, oh, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm putting my flag up because I want people to I'm jumping on the bandwagon. This is something yeah. that's cool right now, so I'm going to get in on it. So I think that there's I don't know, this is just my personal opinion. I think there's a lot of big companies yes doing this right now cuz it's a to their financial benefit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things that they said to really look for during Pride Month is to go to companies that are promoting things. And I thought about this with the coloring book. I was like, oh, we just put out this coloring book. But are they people that are promoting things around pride? Are they actual true supporters? Have you seen this throughout the year and not just the month of June? And I was like, oh, okay, we're fine. But but it is something like that along those lines that when you are supporting businesses, look for businesses that are supporting the queer community year round. And there have also been times where someone has been an ally of mine where I could tell it just was not genuine. Like, yeah, they were interested in being my friend only because I'm gay. Gave them street and cred. And they it gave them. Yeah. Like hmm. they wanted to be able to say, oh, I'm so cool with the gays and I have gay friends. I have his gay friend, Steve. And I kind of felt like, you know, hey. just be, be genuine. You yeah. know, I didn't feel that with those people I listed off. But I mean, clearly you know, I don't I don't want to be used because I'm gay. I know I'm cool and I know you're cool if you're <laughs> friends with me. <laughs> of course. But <laughs> But there is anyway. some of that going on. Right. And so make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, be genuine. Yeah. Speak up when you hear people make jokes or what at somebody's expense in the queer community or use terms that are not okay. <laughs> I love so. that Penny called some kid out in gym class when he said... Oh, she did? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear this. When uh, I thought I told you, but some kid said, that's so gay. And she said, you can't say that. People actually are gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect example. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was funny that a kid in elementary school was still saying that. that oh, seems it's like, still a big thing. That seems so like such a thing. It's from, still a big thing. I mean, it was a big thing when I was a kid, but I didn't know people still said... Nope, it's still there. That's gay. Yeah. Referring to something that really has nothing to do with being mm-hmm. gay. It was just like, it's like, that's stupid. That's dumb. That's yeah. gay. Yep. Well, and that's why, I mean, I think I've shared this already on the podcast at some point where I had the conversation with one of my kids during one of Macklemore's songs. And that's one of the reasons why I really resonate with Macklemore is that he, mm-hmm. he calls out the rapping community and the music industry for using that term. Saying that's gay. Saying that's gay. Mm-hmm. On the daily, like saying like using it as, as something's dumb or stupid or yeah. It's not okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. They asked us about pride, like going to parades and marches and all of those things. That person that submitted the question mm-hmm. and what they say is to go, like just show up. If somebody invites you to an event, go with them, show the support. If there's something going on in your community that aligns with how you believe or you want to know more or whatever, show up to that event, go support it. 
because that's a great way to be an ally. You're showing support. And Pride Festival is like, I love it when someone reaches out to me, whether they're close or not, and just says, hey, tell me about Boise Pride. Like, I would love to go, but I don't really know anything about it or when or where or how or am I invited? Yeah. (laughs) And what am I going to see when I'm there? Is it? (laughs) And so I never feel bad if someone reaches out to me for that. Jumping back to your first bit of Mm -hmm. advice, Jessica, I've been mulling that over the last 10 minutes or whatever. I feel like I'm someone that would welcome any questions if someone wants to. Yeah. And I, I guess I'll throw that out there right now on the podcast. If any listeners have questions, feel you know, feel free to reach out to me. I'm, I can be a resource. Awesome. But, but yeah, definitely go to a Pride Festival. Like, go support go do and the make things. it known. I'm going to second that. I'm going to piggyback on Steve, too. Mm-hmm. Because if anybody out there who's in my situation, who's a male, a straight male, maybe married to a woman, like, if you have any questions of what it is like to go to Pride, like, reach out. Matt's been. And I've been there, and I can give you my two cents as to what my experiences were. Because I think that, I mean, for me, before I went to Pride, I was like, I, I, hadn't, I had no desire to go. Like, why would I go? Mm-hmm. Right? And and I I guess my perspective has, has changed a little bit in the sense of, hey, these are, in my own opinion, these are children of our Heavenly Father. And they need they need a hug. They need to be loved. They need to be shown that they're supported, no matter what. You know my my favorite group of pride always <laughs> is the Mama Dragons. They are Mormon moms mm-hmm. who set up a booth specifically to give hugs to gay people who want hugs from a Mormon mother. And yeah, I I love it. I love those women, and awesome. I always find them and just get all the hugs. <laughs> One of the things that kind of goes along with... <laughs> Do we need to put t- together a booth for daddy bears or something? <laughs> I think that might be... There, there, I don't think is, you could use the, ner- yeah, the word that, bears. That term is already taken, Matt. Oh, <laughs> you and- don't want to use that you're a bear. <laughs> Why? Because that you would be... All right, sure. You'd be gay. I didn't know this term. Yeah, and so this uh, is like one of the things... Yeah, so a bear like, is a term referring to like a gay a man burly. who tends to be older and burly and... <laughs> Matt, like you got you, <laughs> you're not, you've, you've you're got not the old, physique for it. Yes. If you quit shaving your legs and your chest okay. and turned a little gay, <laughs> you could be a bear. Yeah. So no, maybe not call it the bears. Okay. That might not be the, the my, my <laughs> apologies. <laughs> what you're wanting to convey, but along those yeah, lines, that is a good. A people good would take it the wrong way fine. if you were daddy if, raptors if or were, something. If you were a daddy bear offering hugs, daddy is also another term you don't want to use. Don't use it, daddy. Yeah, we can come up with something for you. That's though. me, Matt. Okay, I'm a daddy now. <laughs> okay, so one of the things along with this too, there's two things here I don't that think I want to say. We have a coloring book that's long enough yeah. for all these terms. <laughs> we need another coloring book with the rest of the definitions twink otter bear <laughs> this daddy. is the grown-up version <laughs> there are so many definitions that you can get into and that's why we just had to compile Lover it to Jack. a few for this one and then we'll go into more <laughs> but one of the things two things that also came up in this are when i was reading and doing research Cub. for this episode shh, <laughs> are get comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah to putting yourself in uncomfortable situations so that you can learn and understand and then learn from your mistakes. Like we're all going to say things and do things that aren't 100% correct or that we say the wrong thing and then we get to learn from that 
And that's okay. And I think that goes both ways. Be graceful in learning that you're not going to, accepting that you're not going to do it perfectly. And then also on the other end of things, realize people are trying and they're going to make mistakes and be kind in correcting them as they're learning. And get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I will say at Pride, if you are a super conservative type or sheltered at all, you may have your mind blown a little bit by some things you see. You mean by what people are wearing? By what or? people are wearing or how they choose to express themselves. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's a very liberal group who is thriving on the fact that they can absolutely be themselves in this scenario. Like, can we can we use a different word than a liberal group? Sure. Because I what feel word? like I feel like when we say a liberal group, we're like, okay, we're now putting political. them in, in political categories. Not, not at all. We're not political. talking politically. It's, yeah, a very. Okay, well, well they're very what expressive, word very expressive, and very free, very uninhibited group. Yes, there you go. This is like I love seeing like young high school kids who show up hours early to the festival, like just so eager to come in and be there at this place that they feel like they can be themselves, not hold back, uninhibited, no judgment, no criticism, just. So, I mean, people will, you will see people all all walks, all all across the board. And, you know, every once in a while, you might. Now, again, um, Boise has changed their actual Pride Festival dates to September, September. right? Yeah. Um, what what dates are those? Do you remember? I we think can, it's the it's, first weekend, but let me look. Yeah. Well, we Usually it's June. Too. Usually it's Father's Day weekend. I guess what I'm getting at is maybe we should put together a husband-in-law group that we all go down to I'm Pride together. I'm planning on it. I have all of I the Pride website pulled we up to look into what the options are. Look into doing a float in the parade, yeah. too. I think that's So I'm fun. looking into that. And here's the thing, too, is along those same lines, it's okay if you're not comfortable going to something like that or exposing your kids to that. That's fine. That's totally that's fine. That's totally fine. Like Steve was saying, ask about what happens in your town or nearby cities for Pride and figure out the things that maybe you are comfortable with and, and, and find go out. to those. Find out which event is family friendly, yeah. which one is not, which one yeah. is intended to include allies, which one is not. Because yeah. there, there are all events all across the board. Um, so, are there agendas that like? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Facebook for the schedule. You know, mm -hmm. there's a Facebook event for the Boise Pride that will outline what's what and what's family friendly and which one has like Boise Pride, the main festival day and time has an entire section that is for families. It has a bounce house and a I don't know games and whatever yeah. it's very much designed to say you and your children are welcome at our pride festival and most states have like or cities states cities have a pride page like we have Boise pride and it's September 10th to the 12th is when Boise's yeah. pride is this year so go check those out yeah it's three days this you year can find 10, information 11, Utah's pride is right now it's happening this week so that's awesome find All your right. pride in your city Go yep. to it. Figure out what you're comfortable with and do, but be okay with getting a little uncomfortable. It's just part of the process. <laughs> when you are uncomfortable, you are growing. Yeah. And then one of the last things I wanted to bring up that was one I did not think about, or actually something I've been thinking about and trying to be more aware of, but it's only recently that I've really started thinking about it and trying to change. Lots of thoughts here, my Jess. Language. I've had lots of thoughts around this yeah. lately. Mm -hmm. So this says, don't assume that all your friends and coworkers are straight. Someone close to you could be looking for support in their coming out process. Not making assumptions will give them the space they need. I was like, that's a big one. I, 
Yes. And kind of hard to change that mindset. I so appreciate people who ask a question with a they or an yeah. anyone instead of like, you know, like asking your kid, so do you have a girlfriend? You know, yeah. ask him, are you dating anyone? Or do you have a crush on anybody? Tell me about them. You know, who are mm-hmm. they? Um, or I don't know. I'm trying to think of other scenarios where where I've where I've picked up on the fact that someone is intentionally asking a question in a gender neutral way uh-huh. to keep it from casting an assumption of I assume you're straight or I assume you're gay. Yeah. And I think that's so particularly important with kids. I even I have a hard time sometimes not just assuming our daughter is straight yeah. and that she's going to be interested in boys. And I try to make an effort to ask the question one way or the other or or her friends, you know? Yeah. I, I try to not ask, oh, does so-and-so, you know, who is she, what boys is she crushing on or mm-hmm. whatever? Like, Does she have a crush on somebody? It's, yeah. It is a simple switch, but it it is very intentional. Yeah. So something to be aware of. And I've started trying to switch from saying your husband or your husband's, I don't know, but in the things that I say to make it more inclusive of your partner or your spouse or your, I I always struggle with partner. I've struggled with using partner because then all of a sudden now I'm assuming that they're gay. And I feel that way when I say, but what if someone, if someone asked you, so I use, I use the term partner a lot in business, right? Oh, I'm going to have to refer to my partner about this. And so it's like, that's my business partner. Yeah. And I can, I can list off a few scenarios where I misinterpreted yeah. someone talking about their business partner as their partner. And yeah. I thought they were telling, <laughs> telling me that they're gay <laughs> right. when they're not. But... So just so I would advise to... you to start saying business partner, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I just need to add a little uh, one more word in front of that. But I know plenty of straight people who refer to their partner. Yeah. And I feel like they're You're trying to make the yeah. change. I was going to say woke. <laughs> <laughs> they're woke. Because <laughs> they used to. Woke AF. <laughs> woke AF. <laughs> but they're, they're people who. I feel like are trying to use that terminology that is well. And we were at somebody's house last night. Orientation neutral, so to speak. And she referred to her boyfriend as her life partner. She said, "Oh yeah, my life partner." And I know she's like her boyfriend was sitting right there, so I knew what she was referring to. But <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I was like, "Where, where were, were we? <laughs> we? We were I, somewhere last night." I so, do hate how often the English language, or maybe just society and how we're how we speak forces us to make an assumption about someone before we know anything about them. It's like, constant. Like, and here's an example, not referring to sexual orientation, but to gender orientation, is Marriott still instructs you to refer to someone as, from the minute they walk in the door, you are supposed to be addressing them as sir or ma'am, mister or missus, so-and-so. Yeah. I refuse. I was a first-name basis general manager because I did not want to have to make an assumption of what gender you are, yeah, or what gender you identify as, or what pronouns you prefer. Mm-hmm. I was not about to, you know. And sometimes, like, I had a manager, a regional manager, who sounded like a man on the phone. And every time she called, they would say, she'd ask to be transferred to me and say, they'd say, just a moment, sir. 
<laughs> and oh, she she finally told me one day, she's like, if your staff refers to me as sir one more time, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> but she just had a very deep voice. And anyway, I... It I, is... It, they seem like simple shifts, but it is hard to retrain your brain. Well, but, and, and a few other scenarios of the same thing is you are expected to make a call about someone. Is someone their spouse, their boyfriend, their girlfriend, their wife, their husband, their partner? Yeah. Partner is kind of an all-encompassing term, mm-hmm. so I like it for that reason. I don't have to make an I don't have to make a judgment on whether or not these two people standing in front of me got married or not. Well, I I still get nervous in having communication with like my my children's teachers do i call them ms or I, miss i or hate misses? that that's another but, one but, but the thing is is though some of those people have preferences as well and and so we have to be we have to understand that they have their preferences as well and they but i don't want to assume what those preferences are right i would hope that if they have a preference they will make it known right and it's becoming much more common for people to make their pronouns known. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume you guys have seen that on... Yeah, Instagram and stuff. Instagram or even email yeah. signatures. That's becoming a thing Yeah, that they list out. Doctor. No. Just like <laughs> <laughs> He knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, and also the English language does not have... It is finally becoming a thing, but they, them, theirs has always been a plural term. Yeah. Now we are starting to use it as a singular term to refer to someone whose gender we either are choosing not to make an assumption about or someone who chooses not to be mm-hmm. known by a he or a she. They want to be known as they, them, theirs. But that, for me, has been a really hard thing to transition to because I've only ever known that, world, that word to be plural. Yeah. They. Do you feel that in... A, a little bit impersonable. Um, I did initially. It just was a very because that's that's kind of where I'm at. Is I feel like if I just call an individual a they, I feel like that 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 to me is a, a bit impersonable, and maybe I need to change, figure out how to change that. Well, that is thought. now the appropriate way to if if someone says to you, "Oh, my partner isn't here tonight," that's a, a neutral way for you to respond and say, "Oh, where are they?" Instead of saying, "Oh, where is she?" Or where is yeah. he? That's an appropriate way for you to respond without making Assuming. an assumption. Yeah. Or I'm trying to think of other scenarios, but yeah. it's a, a word that it was like the closest thing that was available in the English language without mm-hmm. completely making up a new set of pronouns. But it is not something yeah. that we grew up using as those pronouns are not something we grew up using to refer to a singular person in a gender-neutral way, and now it is. And I'm certainly no expert on the English language or pronouns, but that's my understanding of it. But So it's going to feel foreign to you, Matt, and probably impersonal, but it is now. The, if, you, if you are choosing to use pronouns that are gender-neutral, that is the way to do it. But I'm just going to say this. Like, because I'm still getting used to that, mm-hmm. and I may not ever change that, doesn't mean I'm not an ally. Right. But it does mean you are going to continue to have to make assumptions and that sometimes those assumptions will be wrong. And Yeah, and I'll make an ass out of myself. (laughs) I am not going to take offense to someone's making an assumption one way or the other, but some people will. And if you want to remove yourself from a scenario where you may 
make an incorrect assumption, that's the way to do it. Okay. I'm there not you saying know. you need to do that. I'm not telling no, you yeah, to. Yeah. But you're if saying, you if want you're to. you're concerned about that. Yes. And if you're ready to take that step. And it takes some practice because it is very easy to stumble over those words if you aren't used to using them. Well, it's just like the easiest way to learn Spanish was to immerse yourself in the Spanish language among the people who spoke Spanish. So you better immerse yourself with people who use they, them, their pronouns. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So these are just some of the ways you can be an ally. And remember, like we've been saying, you're not going to do it perfectly and that's okay. There's grace there. Give yourself grace. Give other people grace. Right. And just be willing to get uncomfortable. But my my biggest suggestion is just if you are an ally and you want to make it known, just take some little step. Yeah. Wear a pin, put up a sticker, share a post. Yeah. The easiest one is the last one, in my opinion. Share a post. People it notice. doesn't have to be your words. It doesn't have to be your thoughts. It doesn't have to be you making a statement. It's just share something that shows you are in favor of whatever it is that this person shared that is in support of the LGBT plus community. There you go. Okay. Solid. Solid advice, guys. (laughs) So that people like me don't assume you are not an ally because, and I don't know how many people make that mistake like I do, but it's easy to assume someone isn't an ally until they make it known. We probably should do the opposite. I should probably assume someone is an ally until they make it known that they're not. Innocent until proven guilty. Sorry, guilty (laughs) until proven innocent in my case. (laughs) At least that's how it's been for years. However you want to think about it. I should give people more grace. So I will take that advice, Jessica. I need to give people more grace, probably. Be graceful, Steve. Oh, I'm graceful. (laughs) Show grace. (laughs) Okay, friends. If you want to hang out with us, go get your tickets for our live event. Go pick up the coloring book. Get informed. Be an ally. Create a safe space for people. Mark your calendar for September. Join us at Pride. Yeah. All sorts of fun ways to hang out with us coming up. I want to think some more about that. I think that would be fun to do some kind of a husband law thing. I've got the Pride page pulled up so we can see ways that we can get involved with Pride. I liked your idea, Matt, of like, let's put out some kind of an event of... Let's do it. Yeah. Join us. Awesome. See you next week. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Here at Husband-in-Law and The Bold Logic, we believe that there are six values that can really make your relationship amazing and take it to the next level. Those values are love, appreciation, acceptance, kindness, respect, and understanding. Today, I wanted to give you guys a challenge for appreciation. We want you guys to go and let somebody know that they are appreciated today. That can be as simple as sending a text, writing a letter, making a phone call. Maybe you pick up something special for them at the grocery store. Just something small to let them know that you're thinking about them and you appreciate what they're doing. We've encouraged you to do this before and we are going to extend this challenge again. Go do it today. A little appreciation goes a long way.